Everybody has a passion. But what if you could get paid to talk about your passion? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. All right, let me explain. First and foremost, it's free. There's tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. You can make money from your podcast even with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one singular location. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, Panther Nation? I am your host, the Panther Guru, and you're listening to The Prowl Report. On today's episode, we're going to go ahead and do another mock draft. This is going to be 2.0 of The Prowl Report mock draft special. And we're going to be doing mock drafts from this point forward up until the draft, just to get you guys in the spirit ready for the NFL draft, which of course will not be live, but... And when I say live, I mean in person. Um, It will be live on television. However, it's going to be the first draft ever that won't be in a physical location. Let's get to it. So, on this simulator that I'm using, of course, you know, the Bengals have chosen Joe Burrow, Redskins, Chase Young. Those two top picks seem like they're consensus picks. Everybody knows that those, those those guys are going... It'll be interesting to see if anybody trades up surprisingly or if those two teams decide to go in a different direction. Excuse me. But it looks like that's pretty much a lock for those two picks. At the third pick to the Lions is Jeffrey Okuda, Andrew Thomas of Georgia to the Giants, Justin Herbert to the Dolphins, and Tua to the Chargers. The interesting thing about that five and six pick with Justin Herbert and Tua where they come into play is that both the Dolphins and the Chargers do need a quarterback. And it seems like the Dolphins have been eyeing up Tua. However, Tua definitely did score extremely low, uh, only a 13 on the Wonderlick. I don't know if that hurts his draft stock or not, because Lamar Jackson also scored a 13 on the Wonderlick, and he was the MVP. So we'll see if that really affects the Dolphins' decision-making and see if they choose another quarterback, like in this simulation, in this simulation, where they select Justin Herbert, who actually scored uh, a lot better than Tua did. And maybe that's the reason why they end up taking a quarterback like Justin Herbert instead of Tua. And if the Chargers do end up signing Cam Newton, as rumors have always long held, or if they feel comfortable with Tyrod Taylor, that they just go ahead and select somebody to develop under him, we'll see how all that stuff plays out as well. So for the Carolina Panthers here at 7, of course, we have not heard Isaiah Simmons' name off the board, so he seems like a lock for us here. I mean, there's other great names on this board, such as Tristan Wirfs, Jerry Judy. However, I just don't feel like the Panthers have to go ahead and like select the offensive tackle or alignment with the first-round pick, simply for the fact that they already kind of have a stopgap solution in Russell Okung at the left tackle position and a long-term option with Taylor Moten at the right tackle position. So I don't feel like this is a first-round position of need. So we're going to go ahead and grab Isaiah Simmons here because he's the best player available on the board. There's a lot of people that like Derek Brown. However, Isaiah Simmons 
is a way better football player than Derrick Brown and can add way more value to the Carolina Panthers' team. So we're going to go ahead and just make the easy pick here and take Isaiah Simmons. So with the second round pick, pick 38, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Jalen Johnson here just because he's a very nice-sized cornerback. He's got solid ball skills, and he really has a lot of upside to him. Of course, this is Jalen Johnson out of Utah. He's a very physical guy. He doesn't really get beat like really badly. The only thing is that sometimes he plays a little bit too aggressive, and this can actually cause problems for allowing receivers to get a little bit behind, even though he does have the recovery athleticism. If he didn't play so overly aggressive, he wouldn't really have to worry about that. However, at the next level, I feel like with the Panthers' pedigree, that they'll be able to coach him up, and he'll be able to actually become a starter and they can really just plug him right in. And of course, he'll always have help over the top from a guy like Trey Boston. And that's a comforting feeling for Panthers fans. Or it should definitely be a comforting feeling knowing that um, a savvy vet like Trey Boston will be backing him up. So I think that the pick here for the Carolina Panthers, of course, should be addressing the cornerback position. And there's no better option than doing so with Jalen Johnson. And of course, in the simulator that I'm using, there's the allowance of trades. So even if we felt like there wasn't a really good option at that spot that we were picking at, we could have always, of course, just traded out of it. All right, so now let's go ahead and choose our next pick. Of course, they have, and I'm sorry if I butcher this guy's name. Of course, they have Tyler, and this is the third round, pick 69 for the Carolina Panthers. They have Tyler B. Biadaz, um, the center out of Wisconsin, and I actually really do like him as somebody that could be really developed under Matt Paradis. I feel like if you grab a guy like Tyler right now, he could be the starter. If Paradis isn't there long term past this, the next two years of his deal, I think Tyler gives you a really solid option to replace Paradis and really give the Panthers an anchor um, going forward with their long term plans. However, because we have a need for defensive tackle, and I actually like Jordan Elliott out of Missouri, I think that this is the pick that I'm going to make here. I mean, the reason why I like Elliott out of Missouri is because he's very athletic. He's a very, very, very athletic defensive tackle who's also very explosive. He makes plays, and I like that in a defensive tackle because he really flashes some of those tremendous technique that you look for um, in these down linemen and interior pieces, I think being next to a guy like KK, he can really thrive and even eventually probably usurp KK as the um, future of that defensive tackle position. So for me, Jordan Elliott has to be the pick right here. Even though I really do want Tyler, I will really hold out over the next two seasons um, in the next two drafts for um, a replacement of parodies. But if we're talking about addressing immediate needs, then Jordan Elliott has to be the pick right here for the Carolina Panthers because he's going to be right in there in that interior line right next to KK and really form a formidable tandem. So here we are with pick 113. And of course, this is our fourth round pick. So there's some really good options here. And I'm really surprised that some of these options are actually available. There's two guys at guard I really like in this draft. And in my last mock draft, 
uh, I spoke about them a little bit. And that's Logan Sternberg out of Kentucky, who's the guard. And also Shane Lemieux, who's also a guard out of Oregon. And I really like the way that these guys play. They're very strong interior pieces, but they also have like that agile capability that Matt Rule and the Panthers regime are going to be looking for. The reason why I like Sternberg is because, you know, he's a three-year starter at that left guard position. And of course, while he was at University of Kentucky, he earned second team all SEC honors um, as a senior in 2019. He's powerful. He's a small area blocker guy. He, you know, he easily turns defenders and he opens up running lanes. So this is great for Christian McCaffrey. And this is why I'm going to go ahead and take Logan Sternberg out of the guard out of Kentucky for this pick. And so far, just to quickly recap, we've already addressed defensive tackle. We've already addressed cornerback. We've already addressed interior offensive line by drafting Logan Sternberg. And we also drafted the playmaker of the draft and probably the second best player in the entire draft with grabbing Isaiah Simmons with that first round pick. So right now on paper and for any analyst that's looking at things like, okay, well, who had a good draft? I think so far we're having a very, very good quality draft with some of these players that we were able to pick up. So here we are at round five, pick 148. And I mean, of course, when you look at this list that of uh, the guys that are left um, on the board, there's a lot of guys that can be found. And this is where you find guys that really make a difference for your organization is in these later rounds and knowing how to grab guys in these later rounds that are going to make a difference for you. Because guys like Josh Norman were found in these type of later rounds. Tom Brady, of course, Aaron Rodgers. The list goes on and on about guys that were found in these later rounds that made such a difference for their team. So here we can go again and grab another defensive tackle just to kind of bolster that um, interior we can also go with an inside linebacker just to add to the linebacking room, but I feel like the Panthers' linebacking room is full of potential with Andre Smith. Um, guys like, there's like a ton of guys in that, that linebacking core, Christian Miller, that I feel like really need to develop, but we have so much untapped potential in that, in that um, linebacking core that I feel like we're really good at linebacker. Um, the last time I was picking, I made sure that I picked a guy named Ezra Kamara at the outside linebacker position. He's available right now out of Kansas. He's really good. Um, he's very athletic. He's very flexible. He's very versatile. But I will not go ahead and grab him here. I actually, let's see. I actually want to go with tight end. You know, the loss of of Greg Olson is, is, is big and we need somebody to replace him. So a guy that I like here in this, this spot is Josiah DeGara. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name. And this is a tight end out of Cincinnati. Of course, um, he was a two-year starter. He was all AAC and made 39 catches for 504 yards, seven touchdowns as a senior. And he also earned second team all AAC in 2018 when he caught about 38 passes for 468 yards and five touchdowns. And he's a really athletic guy. So he's really like a down, like a down the field type of guy who can really, you know, block or go for passing routes, you know. 
And the reason why I like him, he works hard. Um, the tape shows that. All his tape shows that he's very smart. Like he has a very good football brain. He's hardworking in like the way that you see him finish his, his plays. Like he never takes a playoff. He's fluid. He, he, he adjusts really well when he's like <laughs> coming back to the ball or when he's trying to catch some, some errant throws, which would have been great for our last quarterback. Not a criticism of Cam Newton, but some of these throws that may have sailed high would have been great for a guy like this because he he's very, very good at adjusting his body to make himself an even bigger target. So this would be great for Teddy to have a safety net. So I'm going to go ahead and grab Josiah here. So now we've grabbed our tight end. So we're back on the board again at 152. And this is great because this is that extra pick that we got from the Kyle Allen trade. And it allows us to go in a couple of different directions. So we can go ahead and build depth at certain positions. And I think I'm going to go ahead and do that by grabbing an extra defensive tackle. And that's Lecky Fotu out of Utah. reason why I like this guy is because he reminds me a lot of Star Latulale. I mean, that's not a direct comparison. I say that because he's a wide-body defensive lineman, but who also impacts the game when he's focused and has that quirk, uh, quick, first, excuse me, quick first step with the proper pad level and keeping his feet moving and powerful enough to knock blockers off the line and collapse the pocket. That's really what Starla Tule had provided out of Utah as well and also translated that directly into some success for the Carolina Panthers that earned him a bigger deal. I mean, this guy, uh, Mr. Fotu, possesses a, a very good like attitude about him. Like He's got that high motor that I like in players where you know that they're giving their all. So I'm going to go ahead and take him here. And, of course, he has a value grade of 133, and we're picking here at 152. So we're getting some good value out of him. So I'm going to go ahead and grab another defensive tackle and just go ahead and solidify that position just all together. So now we know we're definitely good as defensive tackle, and it gives us a chance to really um, be solid at that position. We don't have to really worry so much about what we're going to do there. So now we're back on the board around 6, uh, pick 184, and I'm going to go ahead and continue to bolster the interior. I'm doubling down on the positions of need. I'm doubling down on the positions where I know that we could really use some depth at. So I'm grabbing another guard. And this is Danny Pinter out of Ball State. He was a two-year starter at right tackle. He also earned first-team All-MAC honors as a senior. He also made 11 stars at tight end during his first two seasons with the Cardinals. So that's interesting that he's playing guard right now. But, of course, that means that this guy is extremely athletic and it fits into that agile that really agile system scheme that I was talking about. And this guy is good because he projects to a guard at the next level. However, being that he was, he did take some snaps at tight end. We know that this guy is agile enough to really deal with a lot of the more powerful and quicker um, defensive tackles that might be, that he may be tasked with blocking or even the schemes where he'll have to double maybe a, a, very athletic D end that's coming off the line or just dominating to help out Taylor Moten or help out Russell Okun. So we won't really labor too much into this pick. I'm going to go ahead and grab Danny Pinsor out of Ball State here. He's a project. Um, obviously, he's not going to start right away, but he's more of a project. 
and the Carolina Panthers might see what how they can really get a lot of value out of him and see what they can do about that. I'm really going to I know people listening to this mock draft are like why is this guy just grabbing tons of linemen? <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and actually grab another lineman here. And that's Damian Lewis out of LSU. And he's a guard. He was a junior college transfer who started at guard both of his seasons at LSU and earned all second team SEC honors as a senior. He's probably more of a pure guard, whereas... You know, some of our other picks have like versatile swing type of capabilities where we can use them in several other positions if need ever like arose in that direction. Um, This guy, of course, he's not somebody that we're going to start right away unless he just blows us away at camp. But he's somebody that we can add to the interior and really feel like we're solid there. We don't really have to go off and start searching for interior people or panicking if an injury may occur during training camp, especially with the whole very, very shortened off-season program. So this guy, I mean, he doesn't really have the great agility or finish off blocks excellently, but I mean, he's large, he's wide-bodied, you know, he blocks with excellent fundamentals. And then once you have the the fundamentals down packed, you know, you can always, we we can always really work on his athleticism um, of course, you can't teach speed, but I feel like if this guy comes into an NFL program, he strengthens with um, strength and conditioning coaches. He really improves on that athleticism just a little bit marginally. I think that when he gets to the next level, the fundamentals, the football brain is one of the most important things. And I think Damian Lewis could be a potential starter three years from now. Um, or even two years from now, you never know. But he's a project pick going forward and, of course, has starting potential eventually. So I'm going to go ahead and grab him, and I think that will go ahead and wrap up our draft because that was the last pick in the seventh round. So here's a recap of who we picked in this mock draft 2.0. Isaiah Simmons at number seven. That's the linebacker out of Clemson. With our second round pick, 38, Jalen Johnson out of Utah. Third round pick, Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle out of Missouri. Pick 113 was Logan Sternberg, the guard out of Kentucky, who probably could start for us right away. 158 was Josiah Dugra, who we can use in tandem with um, Ian Thomas, but Ian Thomas is looking like our projected starter, which is fine. Lecky Fotu, to double down on things, who is a um, good project player for us going forward, and he's a defensive tackle out of Utah. Danny Pinter, the guard out of Ball State, just to go ahead and give us some options because this guy can actually play um, tackle as well. So he'll give us some depth there as well. And of course, Damian Lewis, who I really believe is a good project player for us and can provide us with some depth and some long-term viability. I took three guards in this draft, which is very, very interesting. However, we got a lot of the Panthers' needs sewn up. We got offensive uh, uh Line taken care of, defensive line taken care of. The secondary gets a big boost for Jalen Johnson. And the linebacking room gets a very good player in Isaiah Simmons. I can't say an upgrade because losing Luke Keekley is the biggest blow to anybody's um, organization. So 
This Isaiah Simmons can't replace Luke Kuechly, but Isaiah Simmons does give the Panthers an exciting player that the fan base could be excited about. Thank you guys for listening to the Prowl Report. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at the Prowl Report. Make sure you also check us out on IG, also at the Prowl Report. Also, the Prowl, the Prowl Report is now available on SoundCloud, and it's doing really well on SoundCloud. So make sure that you go ahead and check out the Prowl Report on SoundCloud. Episodes right now are getting uh, a really good amount of plays, and a lot of people are really engaging with us on SoundCloud. So if you prefer SoundCloud as your podcasting platform, then make sure you go ahead and check out the Prowl Report on SoundCloud. The Prowl Report is also available on many podcasting platforms, including Google Podcasts and a lot of your other favorite ones, such as Spotify. So make sure that you go ahead and check us out on all of your favorite available platforms. And of course, our episode is brought to you by Gambix. Gambix has just launched their brand new AI-based web builder. If you have an excellent idea for a website and you're trying to start up your business and get your get your customers going and you're really trying to give a web presence for your enterprise, then go ahead and try out the brand new Gambix web builder. It's way more intuitive and cleaner than Wix. And of course, the packages that are available with Gambix are also very much cheaper than Squarespace and Shopify. So if you're looking for an excellent high quality website that's better than Wix and also very affordable and way more affordable than Shopify and Squarespace, then you've hit the sweet spot by trying out the brand new Gambix builder. Go to www.gambixit.com and that's www.gambix it.com and try out the new web builder and it's free thank you guys for listening have a great one